Bye, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thanks for watching. And a reminder, please make sure that you subscribe to our program on all of the major platforms, uh, podcast platforms across America. We are on all of them. So choose your favorite and subscribe to us, whether it's Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Stitcher. We are on all of them. And then if you want to see the program, please head over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel there. We're also on CloudHub, Parler, and Twitter. Make sure that you subscribe to us and like us wherever you see us. Today is a big day for us here at the right side. We have Darlene Swaffer with us. He is the uh, Republican candidate for Congress from Florida's 22nd district. That's Broward and Palm Beach counties in Florida. And we are just tickled that she's here with us. And Darlene, thanks for joining us here on the right side today. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having me. It's my honor and my pleasure, Doug. Excellent. You know, I, we're only, we are literally in the home stretch, aren't we, before the primary down there in your 22nd district, Darlene? We are. Polls opened up on Saturday. We have our poll signs at every polling station in Broward County and two in um, Palm Beach. And the official day where I think most people are probably going to come out and vote would be on Tuesday, August the 18th. That's next week from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Excellent. And as we begin our discussion today, I've got a few questions, and I logged on to your website and saw this excellent information out there for all of the folks that um, that are watching. If they would go to www.swaffordforcongress.com, that's all spelled out, swaffordforcongress.com. Lots of good information about you. I'm curious, Darlene, in your own words, in, in, a, in a kind of an opening Reader's Digest statement of your candidacy and how you... Uh, see yourself in this. Why you? Why? What do you want to tell your your potential constituents in the twenty second district about uh, voting for you? Well, I'm the only candidate running in the state of Florida with health insurance expertise and economic development expertise regarding health insurance. I've been in the health insurance industry for about eleven years, and that's with Medicare, individual health, and group. And I believe there's several, maybe just two or three legislators in Congress that even have that type of experience to be able to work on healthcare legislation. And then regarding economic development, 20 years ago, when I sat on the board of the Puerto Rican Chamber of Commerce, I served on planning sessions with the Beacon Council that focused on growing and diversifying Miami's economy. They've done a great job. They don't have cyclical downturns. It's an even economy all year round. And unfortunately, that hasn't been a focus in Broward and Palm Beach. So I want to kind of affect the change and, you know, help major companies move in either headquarter or satellite um, so that we have year-round residents, higher paying jobs, and uh, less less downturn between May and September. So those are two reasons. The other reason would be that, you know, when, you, when you're thinking about sending a candidate to Congress, you want them to have specific traits. You want them to be uh, account, you know, fiscally responsible. Well, I was an accounting major in high school and college. Um, and personally, I have no debt. My business was self-funded and is debt-free. You want them to have project management experience. Well, in my business, there's a lot of project management, especially with open enrollment. We have a team of agents that when we have to staff different locations like Publix, Walmart, CVS during our busy season, you want them to have training experience so everybody can be functional within the team. And I have a proprietary training program that I created for my agents and I've always been in a training capacity role for more than 30 years. My background is banking, mortgage, insurance, 
I, I was a corporate recruiter at one point for eight years. I know how to design a job description and staff an amazing team with behavioral interviewing techniques. Um, and you want somebody to have, be a strategic thinker, problem solver, and that's what entrepreneurs are, right? We need more business leaders in Congress. We have too many attorneys that are over analytical. We need doers. We need people that are going to go in there and solve the problem of the stalemate of what we have in Congress. Uh, partisanship, not bipartisanship. We need to work together. Um, so I think that's what I bring to the table is, you know, somebody that's going to be focusing on solving the issues that we have at hand and growing our economy, growing and pushing this country forward. Excellent. And I, you know, I couldn't agree more with you. And you bring up an interesting point. I, I agree that there are too many darn lawyers in, in politics in Washington. And I think that, you know, the president has shown, for example, that a businessman who knows how to cut through example. bureaucracy and get rid of unnecessary burdensome regulations and so forth. But specific to Florida with regards to the economy and businesses, I'm, I, I hear that there is, you know, I think Ron DeSantos is a fine governor and a, and, a, and a good guy, but I think that what we've got in Florida, and you tell me if you agree, is that he's facing too much pressure from the Democratic side to keep the economy shut down unnecessarily. So what yes, are your thoughts and, on that? I mean, you know, I, I, I'm seeing, more and more businesses shutting down and it's really disheartening. These are people that, you know, these are, this is my community. This is my people. Okay. And I don't think in terms of what I'm going to do in Congress as a leader, I am a servant. I'm a servant to we, the people. And so when people in my community are losing their business, that pains me significantly because of course my whole focus is economic development, right? So, you know, nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about the continual shutdown of our economy, what it's doing to families, the stress, you know, uh, mental health issues, marital issues, the strain on the family. Uh, people can't put food on the table. I was at a feeding South Florida event at my church at Abundant Life. There were thousands of cars that came through all cars, you know, from Hondas to infinities, people are hurting in the, in, in this community. And it, it's across all economic levels. Don't think that just because somebody made a hundred thousand a year, all of a sudden they're doing great. No, they've probably already have gone through all their savings. If their business is shut down, the bills don't stop. Mortgage doesn't stop, you know, food on the table, electric bill, insurance, nothing stops. And right. so nobody's really talking about the human aspect and toll of what the shutdown is doing to our community. I agree. Well said. And your passion is, uh, it rings true here too. I think that, you know, it's the whole, this whole, you know, perfect storm that we've experienced since the time COVID hit. Really, that's a secondary issue now. We've got to get our lives back opened yes. up. We can't let this be a template for how we behave in the future. I mean, right. more people are going to be ruined, to your point. More people mm -hmm. are going to be ruined financially yes. than uh, the virus ever, ever touched. And so I, I hope that, that if you prevail, I hope that you mm -hmm. can encourage and help Governor DeSantos, you know, um, you know, be more inclined to open rather than continually shut down. 
Yes, I, I would be very vocal, Doug, about it's time to open up America. I have a TV commercial coming on Fox News morning, noon, yeah. and night, and my, it's in my message. It's time to open up America awesome. and send a pro to Congress. Yeah. I am pro-law <laughs> and order, pro-veterans, yeah. pro-constitution, and unapologetically pro-President Trump and pro-school yeah. choices. So yeah. I want to push this economy forward. Absolutely. And I have a sneaking suspicion as we look at the uh, the riots and the chaos that are marching sadly uh, and, and demonstrating so sadly in the in the cities that are run by the Democratic Socialist Party. And that's what yes. I call them now. We yes. have to resist this nonsense yes. about defunding the police, Darlene. I mean, this is an atrocity. Why are we even talking about this? This is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, and you know, with Mayor Jer uh, Jenny Durkin in um, in Seattle, Washington, you know, she she was on TV saying, "Well, you know, Trump can't just come in and instill law and order." Technically, there's some truth and and and. Um, erroneous facts behind that. And, and it goes back to the Constitution. So remember when our president said during the COVID crisis, you know, we're going to allow the governors to decide what they're going to do, and we're not yes. going to overstep their boundaries. He was simply following the Constitution. But in the case of the mayor not providing you know, civil, civil safety and infringing on local residents, you know, if she can't perform her oath for her office, then the governor needs to step in. And if the governor cannot fulfill their oath of office, then he can come in with the National Guard and restore order. He absolutely has the right. And people forget, we're still in a national emergency, which gives our president more executive power. Okay? Mm -hmm. So people just don't realize that fact. But I think our president has shown amazing restraint. And he knows that, you know, there's there's moves and counter moves, right? In a yes. chess game. Yep. And you know that they were pushing his buttons to, 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 for him to take action, for them to turn around and call him a dictator. That was the whole goal of, of all those. <laughs> I know it. So, yeah. Know so we all, we all could figure it out. We could see how all this is playing out. And, <laughs> yep. you know, eventually he did have to go in and protect government property he didn't go in into the city he was smart yeah. enough to do that but he did go in and provide some order with our government buildings they're government owned he haps absolutely has the right to protect government property i i agree and you know you brought her up mayor jenny durkin i it's so infuriating what she has done i mean she at the beginning of the summer when chop or Chaz or whatever the heck yes. they call it, you know hey it's going to be a summer of love out here in summer seattle of love. It was a summer of rape and murder, ladies crazy. and gentlemen. Crazy. It was honestly crazy. for that. They, she, she never said a word about it until, of course, they, they showed up on her doorstep. And uh, yes. then all of a sudden, oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So it gives, you know, the term sleepless in Seattle a whole new meaning. And whole it's terrible. Meaning. It's terrible. And, it and as far as is, is the mob, and I think that you're right, we do all see this. And I've said since the mob started acting up, people are, oh, my gosh, that's all we see on the news. And I say, well, hang on. You got to remember the mob is less than 0.001% of our entire population. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, this country is filled with common sense, decent American people who yeah. see through this. And the mob, if the, if the mainstream media wants to show it every night on television, it's the best commercial for people like you and yes. President Trump. Yes. Yes. Because that, I agree. We, don't, we, we don't stand for that. And, and we can't. Yeah. I think the silent majority is going to be an unstoppable force. And I, and I do believe that through, 
through AI technology, they know what our conversations are about, Doug. They know our behavior on social media. They know there's going to be over 100 million Americans voting for Trump and voting for Republicans down the line. They already know that. So, you know, all the false polls that they're pushing out is to discourage people not to vote. Don't listen. Turn off your TV. Do your own research. Talk to your neighbors. I'm all focused on unity. As long as we're divided, we don't see the enemy. So we need to focus on, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. Talk to your neighbors. Band together. The silent majority is a real phenomenon. Okay. It is. Uh, absolutely so. Now, speak. you mentioned social media. Just real quickly on this one, I want to touch on this because it's an issue in today's news. If elected, what kind of influence would you have on the major social media platforms with regards to censorship and just blatant yes. removal mm-hmm. of conservative thought and, and voices in the public square? It's actually in place already, Doug. There's already legislation in place and executive orders in place that President Trump took action on. And and there's a lawsuit against all of social media platforms. So that includes, matter of fact, they had hearings. So Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, Google, they're all implicated in these lawsuits and they're all being challenged. Um, the The only platform that I've come across uh, that is not focusing on censorship is Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, which I do have a profile. And so mm-hmm. far, so good. Dan good. Bongino was promoting that. Yes, I'm on Parler as well. There's also a new one out there <laughs> called, called Clout Hub, which you should look up. Ah, C-L- okay. C-L-O-U-T Hub, Clout okay. Hub. Okay, I will look that shameless up. Shameless plug, yes. Now, <laughs> what about... It, and, you know, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are just tuning in, we're talking with Darlene Swaffer, who is a Republican candidate in Florida's 22nd district. That's Broward and Palm Beach counties in Florida. Darlene, what are your thoughts on, um, I, and first of all, I got to tell you, I just know, I wanted to make sure that I mentioned your pedigree. So your ninth great uncle is Benjamin Franklin and you're an ascendant. You had some some uh, relatives fight in the what the war of 1812 and the United States Revolutionary War. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was exciting. I'm a geek enough to find that just totally fascinating. I just think it's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What, so along those lines, um, another issue, and I, and I assume that you're a staunch supporter of our second amendment. We broadcast from the Midwest and our, our neighborhood is Kansas city, St. Louis, but we, we go all over the country. In St. Louis, you heard, I'm sure, of the McCluskey family who had a, a group of mob, you know, violent protesters yes. break down a gate. And the city prosecutor in St. Louis, who's a liberal, mm-hmm. literally uh, had warrants issued and took away their guns. In, in a brief statement, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the Second Amendment and how it applies to situations of defending your property? Yes. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because they were, they're attorneys that fight for civil rights. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they're law-abiding citizens. They lawfully purchased their weapons. They had every right to defend their property. You know, these individuals broke through a secure gate into private, a private yeah. residence, a gated community, yeah. and, you know, shouted at them, their intentions to basically cause havoc. And so now you have the, the, the deputy, I guess the deputy attorney in that state that confiscated, you know, that's an unlawful confiscation of a weapon, mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. infringing on their second amendment rights, which if they're attorneys, I'm, I'm 
really curious to see how that's all going to play out. And you know what, what I'm really, really curious about? If they're going to switch their party. I am too. I bet they do. I think, and again, you know, it goes to what we're talking about, Darlene, with regards to Mayor Jenny Durkin or Gavin Newsom in California. Any any yeah. of these, you know, you've got Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, and isn't Chicago a mess? I mean, it's yeah, just absolutely. on fire this morning. But with every kook decision that these people make, with every every illegal act, like taking these guns, I just think, to your point earlier about the silent majority, I just can't help but have strong confidence in the fact that with every decision these people make, every mm-hmm. crazy mandate, every shutdown of the economy, they nudge the entire country closer mm-hmm. to the Republican Party. That and I, so many people are moving. The middle class, even wealthy residents, yeah. business, they're sh- closing up their shop yeah. and they're, they're moving out by the droves, by the thousands from New York, from Illinois, from California. There's like a mass exodus. Well, and, it- you know, We just have to be careful. They're all moving to Florida. We have to make sure we keep Florida red. I mean, a lot of liberals are moving down to Florida. You know what, though? A lot of them are not liberal. A lot of them are already registered Republicans. And if they are liberal, they've already realized, okay, you know, those policies don't really work to my benefit. So hopefully they've changed their ideas and, you know, they'll start talking to their neighbors down here. And we love our state. We don't have any state taxes. We're a pro-law and order state and a pro-gun state and a stand-your-ground state. Um, So, you know, hopefully they'll learn. (laughs) I know it, right? All right. Well, in in this part of the program, we go to our last two. And I want this, so the last two questions, a minute each, and then we'll give you a chance to kind of just, you know, sum up and and again say, you know, give like a closing statement to our audience. The last two, term limits. I noticed on your website, you're in favor of them. What does that look like if you're elected? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that nobody should really make a career out of public service. I think that's where, you know, historically the corruption has come from, um, you know, and then you forget your, you know, what is the agenda? It should not be like if I go into Congress, I should not have an agenda. My only my only focus should be f- focusing on serving my community and fulfilling their agenda. And, and so therein lies the issue. Right. So, I mean, I don't think there should be more than two terms. Now, I'm sorry four terms in Congress equaling eight years, Mm -hmm. uh, exactly like the president. And and regarding uh, the Senate, probably no more than two terms, although that would probably equal 12 years because they serve okay. for six years. Right. But there should be there should even be a limit on if somebody moves from the House to the Senate and goes on to other uh, positions. There should be a limit on that as well. And another thing that caught my eye on your website was your um your interest in rewriting the American civics courses in elementary yes. through college. Now, this is an important, I mean, we have an indoctrination, yes. Darlene, in our country. Absolutely. Liberal educational systems teaching our children uh, to hate our republic. Give me yes. a give me a minute on that. What do you what do you what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I want to work with historians. There's a lot of uh, mistruths in our history books. Um, and and, and it really stems from what I learned on Ancestry.com. The earliest recorded Black American that served in an official capacity in public service was a mayor in the 1700s, hmm. okay, up in New York. Yeah. And nobody knows about that. Back in the 17th century, we had Black Americans that were property owners, business owners, seamstresses, teachers, professors, uh, nurses, doctors. 
And that's nowhere to be found in our history book. So to me, I find that to be a problem because they need to understand they served in militias, you know, before we even had the military, they served in militias, they fought in every war, revolutionary war, the war of 1812, the civil war, that's nowhere to be found in our history books. And so that would, I think, bridge the racial divide for them to understand we all had an equal part in the creation of our country. Okay. And we all have uh, 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 an obligation to respect our ancestors' roles. And we, we have, you know, that's going to play into our uh, sovereignty. That's going to play into us appreciating the fact that we come from the most amazing country on the planet. So I, I feel like, you know, they're constantly uh, attacking our you know, our appreciation as Americans to live in this country. And that co that's comes from how infactual our history books have been written. I love it. I, that's your, you're one of the only candidates who have spoken about that particular topic. And I think it's an important topic. I really do. And yes. I appreciate your passion surrounding that. Well, as, as we begin to close that, I, I want to mention, you know, I, your endorsements are, are impressive, Darlene, the, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly, the Greater South Florida Chamber of Commerce, the Conservative Choice Campaign. Um, my, my friend, uh, Darren Aquino, from the other side of Florida on the opposite coast, uh, has endorsed you as well. I tell you, if you both get in Congress, that's going to be a force to be reckoned with right yes. there. I, I wish you the best. But take a yes. couple of minutes and, yes. and address the 22nd District in Florida. And, and your appeal to them to be elected is yes. because of what? Well, I also have two more endorsements. Uh, Vets for Trump, which is a 450-member organization nationwide, and Beverly Kennedy from the Beverly Kennedy radio yes. show. Yes. She just endorsed me. Um, so I'm really, really honored about those endorsements. Good. You know, as Good. a resident of South Florida for 27 years, no one uh, matches my record of serving my community with distinctions. I'd like, you know, South Florida to know that. Uh, as a Hispanic woman, who's a conservative yes. <laughs> and a Republican. Yes. They don't want me in Congress. I'm going to tell you that right now because I dispel the narrative. I completely just, I grew up from a war tone drug zone in Brooklyn, New York and left and became an entrepreneur in South Florida, all Republican policies that made that happen. So I mean, <laughs> you don't want me in Congress. It's an FYI on that one. Um, you know, so I, you know, I'm, I'm a staunch supporter of our constitution. I am pro veterans. I'm pro seniors. And my goal is to work with, you know, vet, veterans for Trump uh, to have a dedicated 800 number for our veterans straight into my chambers. I want to have an 800 number for our seniors. They are the least served in my community. We have huge yeah. senior communities yeah. in my, in my district. So Century Village, Winmore, you know, some other, you know, local communities. So I, you know, I want to be a different congresswoman for this district. I want to be visible. Um, I want to have, you know, staff that answers the phones and, you know, takes care of the appeals of my, my community. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm doing this for the right reasons. It's time to help our president yep. drain the swamp. He needs a Congress yep. that will work with him, not yep. against him. Um, and I think that Americans in general, we're fed up with the old way of doing politics in this country, which has been systemically corrupt. Um, money funneling, money laundering. We've had yep. enough. We've had enough. We want patriots 
everyday Americans, business leaders in Congress to push this country forward. And I believe that I can do that for my, my community. So again, my name is Darlene Swaffer. I want to be your Congresswoman for Florida District 22. Don't forget you know, primary is August 18. Please come out and vote for me. Push the strongest candidate forward. Excellent. And go to www.swaffordforcongress.com, ladies and gentlemen, and see some more information about Darlene, who represents, who wants to represent the 22nd district in Florida. Darlene, we can't thank you enough for, I mean, I, I don't say this every time when I interview a, a politician, but you have a charisma and a passion that just blows <laughs> us, blows through the screen. And it's, it, it's exciting to hear truly, it truly Thank is to, to hear someone uh, with your kind of passion for our Republic. We here at the right side, wish you every piece of good luck in the Thank campaign. Thank you. Let's take this country back. <laughs> Let's do it. Absolutely. Amen. Ladies Amen. and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been Doug Billings on the right side with our guest, Darlene Swaffer. Please make sure that you check her out and make sure that you please subscribe to our podcast on your, on your favorite platform and over on YouTube. Listen, each of us, if we turn around and look, has a pack of blessings on our backs, ladies and gentlemen. May God continue to bless you and may he continue to bless and guide the United States of America. Good day. Thank you.